Hey guys, producer Matt here. Before we start this episode, just a heads up, uh, last week there was a little bit of an issue with my microphone. Uh, we're still trying to feel out the room. Uh, it's not the greatest room to record in, so we're just trying to maneuver things. This week we had the extra battle of Brooks dogs, so please bear with us uh, as we kind of feel out the the sound issues. Uh, enjoy this week's episode. Hey! Maybe I'm just nostalgic. Or maybe it's truly magical. Whoa, when I see that castle, the feeling is truly magical. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just nostalgic. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's truly magic. Hello, everybody. This is Andrew. And this is Brooke. And this is a Disneyto podcast where we talk, discuss, and fan out about any and all things Disney. And we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening to the first episode. And we really, really appreciate all the responses we've gotten already. Yes, thank you so much. The response has been overwhelming. And we're so happy there are so many fans out there like us that just love Disney. It's so exciting to see so many people enjoying the same passions and excitement and you know, nostalgia from our childhood and, and really getting to start something cool here. Yeah. If, if you're looking to share your thoughts, opinions, and any news that you've heard that we aren't talking about, feel free to contact us at disneytopodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry in advance this episode. My dogs are here in the room with us and they get a little noisy. So guys, this week we'll be talking about our top five Disney songs. And let me just start by saying this was not at all easy. I mean, whittling it down to 10 was difficult for me. So five was especially hard. I did it with like an extra list added. So if we want to go to six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I can do that. Yeah, it was really hard, especially like, yeah, like you said, narrowing it down to just five was nearly impossible. And another thing that I found incredibly difficult was the fact that like, you know, growing up, I was around Disney all the time, mm-hmm. right? So each different, like, area of childhood, I have, like, different movies and songs and things about Disney mm-hmm. that I'm really passionate and, like, are really special to me. And so it's hard to, like, it's pick hard. from all that. It's hard. It was, for me, the same thing, the nostalgia versus the, like, actual musical composition of the song. Do I go with what song is actually good versus which one means something to me in my life? Yeah. And that's where, that's where I struggled. Yeah, that was, I, you know, now that you said I did nothing whatsoever about thinking about what song was actually, like, made the best. All on nostalgia. Nostalgia factor. Introduce All right, something. we're going to let our producer, Matt <laughs> Kelly, introduce himself. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely introduction, Brooke. You're welcome. Um, yeah, uh, so a lot of people are wondering why I'm not actually on the show. Uh, I do enough podcasts, so I wanted someone else to do this one, and I, I uh, so I'm going to answer that question right now. But yes, I uh, kind of came up with the idea for the podcast. I pritched, pritched, I pitched it. <laughs> I'm the one not drinking. I pitched it to, <laughs> to Brooke and Andrew, and uh, they were very excited at the idea to talk about Disney. 
And I was the one that really proposed that we do a top five songs as the first legitimate episode. Like the news episode was fun and, you know, a lot of people liked it. But I feel like this episode is going to really get a discussion going where people are going to get to know who you guys are as people really well mm-hmm. through like the songs you picked and the reasons why. There will be some time for honorable mentions if neither one of you mentions a song that you really oh, we're gonna, to talk. We need honorable mentions. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that needs to happen. So what uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth um, on the uh, on the numbers here. So, uh, Andrew, I'm just going to start with you. Because your name starts with an A. All right. But then the next top five list will start with Brooke because we'll go reverse alphabet. Uh, so what was your number five song and why? All right. So, guys, I'll be honest. Um, I have this top five list, but it is still very hard even in this moment to have I, that number. I, know. <laughs> I feel you. So number five. We're going to say. I just can't wait to be king from the Lion King. <laughs> Brooke, you can't see it, but Brooke is dancing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing that song in my head right now. I can't hear that song and not think of the video game version of that song. You're on the heads of the giraffes. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> You're like swinging from monkeys. So as you say that, it's funny because like one thing I did to help narrow down this list was, you know, playing like close to a hundred different Disney songs. But through that, the ones that stood out to me that I could kind of like mentally picture either the movie or how I felt in that moment and whichever one seemed to really connect me most to when I first experienced it, that's what kind of led me to picking it. And it's funny you mentioned about the video game for Lion King because I loved, loved, loved playing that game on, what was that, Super Nintendo? Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis was on Sega 2. Mm-hmm. I love that game. But yeah, so I just can't wait to be king. Totally one of my favorites. It's such a like inspirational song. It's at that part in the movie where, you know, Simba's going through his shit. He's on the right path. He's meeting the right people. He's doing the right things. And it's, you know, one of those songs that just motivate you and you know like really good things are coming from. I mean, there. it's just such a fun song. Yeah. Like it's it's just so lighthearted. It's so fun. I like that it's a little cocky a little yeah. bit. You know, I like that you get I mean, if you're gonna be king, you need to be a little cocky. I like that you get that from Simba. And I mean, like you said, going right back to the video game, like I am five years old again, Mm -hmm. trying so hard to get through that damn stampede. (laughs) (laughs) And it takes me like seven tries and then my big brother finally gets it for me. So then you throw the control and you're done. Yeah. And then go go put on a movie. (laughs) Yeah. You go watch Lion King. That's great. Right. (laughs) All right, bro. what, uh, What was your number five? All right. Once you get to know me, you're going to be shocked that this is number five. And I would be remiss to not have it on my list at all because it's literally tattooed on my body. But number five for me is Let It Go from Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) I know most people who know me quite well would expect this to be my number one because I am obsessed with Frozen and that song. Um, But it's not number one for me. I think for me, this is an amazing song. It was the first big, hard-hitting song Disney had in a movie in a long time time and i think that's why it caught on so much i think that's why so many people connected to it that's why so many kids loved it because they finally got like their lion king song you know that's like this generation's you know i just can't wait to be king so that's number five for me also you know i'm all about female empowerment and also (laughs) just letting it go doing her own damn thing not worrying about nobody but herself i think it's a 
some great words to live by. Just let it go. So that's my number five. Well, and it's also, I mean, you can't talk about that song and not mention the fact that it literally is a song that is so beautiful that it changed the character's alignment in the screenplay. Yeah, she was supposed to be a villain. (laughs) And I think another reason why I relate to it, so Elsa is like the metaphorical representation of depression and anxiety. And so when she's shedding like this old her and singing that song, it's like sort of beating that, not letting your depression and anxiety overcome you. And I think that's so powerful. I mean, especially for, you know, for, for us as adults, we can relate to that. And hopefully, you know, generations to come up can sort of get some empowerment from that as well. And also just a badass. So good for you, girl. (laughs) All right, Andrew, uh, what is your number four? So number four. (laughs) Number four is Best of Friends from Fox and Hound. Oh, you bastard. Oh, my God. (laughs) Exactly. Best of Friends is a terribly sad song, but a terribly beautifully song at the same time. What an underrated song. Yes. Um, I, while, you know, picking this list, stumbled across that video on YouTube and, you know, the clip from the movie and I did tear up at my desk as, as expected. Um, but Fox and Hound is actually one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, my mom said, I think I went through three copies of that one. Wow. Like some other Disney movies that we'll mention later. And, uh, that was one of those, you know, Fox and Hound is all about friendship, right? And it is about having that bond of friendship and even cooler. And I think what really speaks to, you know, things we're dealing with in the world today, it is building a friendship between two people or, you know, two animals in this case that are from very different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. kind of shouldn't be together and shouldn't belong. But, you know, through this movie and through their friendship and their circumstances, they are the best of friends. And, you know, at this point in the movie, when you see everything that happened prior it's kind of a perfect moment in the movie and it's a good song to kind of remember and reflect on. That's probably going to be, I'm guessing your pick just now is like the sleeper pick of everybody's list. Cause that's one that I think is so easy to forget about in the that grand scheme. In general. Yeah. It's a very forgotten I, yeah, movie. People mm-hmm. forget about that movie all the time. My number four. So I was actually trying to narrow it down between two songs, which one would get this slot. And the one that won is number four. And the one that didn't win didn't even make the list. I just kicked it to the curb because I'm vicious like that. So number four for me comes from Mulan. And it is Reflection. Yes. It's such a beautiful song, I think. I think it's so introspective and kind of forces you to take a look at yourself. Um, in a really raw, honest, sincere way. That I think can kind of either come off too harsh or too sad. In a lot of instances, and I think this one does in a really pretty, genuine way. Mm-hmm. And I just really like it. It doesn't speak to me personally. I don't like looking in the mirror. I don't want to see what's going on there. Um, but I think we can all kind of relate to that moment of time. Like, you know, who is this person I'm looking at? Like, where are you going to go? Where's the person I want to be? And like, how do I get there? So, that's that's my number four. That's and awesome. still arguably my favorite Christina Aguilera song. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Genie in a Bottle was pretty cool too. (laughs) Yeah. So was Lady Marmalade, but she did that with like other people. So future list top five. Christina Aguilera. I was going to say uh, Mickey Mouse Club celebrities. (laughs) Number one Mickey Mouse Club celebrity for me, 
Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I see you, Noah Calhoun. I forgot that he was in a Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Have you heard his uh, his band? Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones. Mm-mm. Ooh, talk about feeling for that man and just oh God, frank like, him out like a I little. I need any good more ho- feelings good for that Halloween man. Music too. Thank you for producing Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good Halloween music. <laughs> Do you have your uh, your number three ready? I think so. <laughs> Side note: He's just got a list of like eight <laughs> songs, and he's just staring at it, trying to figure out which one he's going to go with. <laughs> this is a live elimination right now. <laughs> this is this is real shit, guys. <laughs> All right. So. <sighs> There are two that I'm struggling with as number three. One of them, let, I have, let me help you. One of them, I have a big here. feeling is on your list as well. Yeah. Ooh, let, let, let me tell you, both are number three. Ooh, what is my number three? But so, got it. My toss-up is between I can go the distance from Hercules. <laughs> not a fan. I so I'm not a fan of Hercules in okay, general. That's okay. Hercules was one of those movies. I remember it being like a daytime movie. I watched a lot. Um, like afternoons as a kid, not in school, loved Hercules, but I can go the distance is another one of those that really is like a motivational song for me, mm-hmm. um, about strength and, you know, following your heart and, you know, having your goal in mind and, and really trying to reach it. So that one's kind of teetering there. And then right up next to that, that as I'm talking about, it probably is a little higher so we've, in my we've heart, found number I three. I think number three is Colors of the Wind from Pokemon. <gasps> That's on my list, too. Yeah. <laughs> Pocahontas. I effing love that movie. Yeah, girl. I watched that movie three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, that whole movie is probably one of the freshest in my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. I just, it's very close to my heart. And Colors of the Wind is one of those songs that just make you feel in every inch and corner of your body and you feel every emotion and it's just, it's overwhelmingly joyful mm-hmm. to really experience that song. And, you know, like, even thinking about it right now, I'm picturing, like, that part in the movie and her, like, running and, you know, the waterfalls and, all the things that come around that and it's just really it's really nice i agree but i'll (laughs) save the rest of my thoughts for later (laughs) so what is your number three bro my number three so this one i'm at first it didn't make the list but when i thought about it it really had to i remember so the first disney movie i can really remember watching is the little mermaid and my mom would just put it on downstairs and I'd sit in the basement as like, cause it came out in what, 89. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get into it till like I was two or three. So it was like 92. So it had been out for a little while by then. And I would sit downstairs and I would watch it on repeat constantly. And I would climb up on the coffee table. And when she would climb up on the rock and the wave would hit her, I would like throw my hair back and pretend I was her. So naturally number three for me is part of your world. I think there is, there's a couple Disney songs that are just very iconic, and I think this is one of them. I feel like this one, you know, any generation of Disney kid can relate to, except for, like, the newest ones, because they, like, we're not going to talk about them quite <laughs> um, 
like you know kids our age that grew up in the 90s and the 80s like they know Little Mermaid they know part of your world Jesse J did a great cover of it on We Love Disney yes and it's just such a good song I mean talk about wanting to fit in feeling that desire to like be somewhere you can't necessarily be and you just want nothing more than that like I, I've experienced that I think most people have unless you know you're one of those rich kids whatever um, <laughs> and it's we just know a good who you song. are you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, a lot of my friends really love The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those that I don't know what rhyme or reason it may be because it was just a house full of boys growing up. But we never really got to have that. I never owned that movie. What? Yeah. So that's one that I've have only seen. Have you heard seen. the song? I've heard the song. How many times have you seen the movie? <sighs> Probably five or less. What? I know. I would watch it that many times in one day yeah. at three years old. I have mine like that, I will say. But I surprisingly, that's not one I've watched very often. Really? It's so good. I think I might need to return to and it. And Ursula is probably one of the best villains of all time. She is a badass villain. And she's I will great. say, what what's a song when they're like, she's in the room and there's like plates and stuff around her? Or it's like that's part of your world. that's part of your world. She's oh my god, that's shit. one. Okay, yeah. okay. So I actually know it better than I realize. I was gonna say, do you know like Under the Sea? Yeah, like, yeah, kiss yeah, the yeah. girl. Under the Sea, kiss the girl. I really do like Kiss the Girl too, though. I think that's a really good one. Yes, I uh, I think I've said it to both of you before, but I I think that Little Mermaid is arguably one of the best soundtracks in like Disney history. Like it's there's so many good songs on it. It's got. Uh, one of these days I'm going to make you guys do a top five list of top five villain songs. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, <laughs> I had villain songs on yeah. my list initially. Uh, I mean, Ursula's poor, unfortunate souls yes. is like strong contender. If not the so number good. one ultimate villain song, um, part of your world is one of the, there's a handful of Disney songs that I think transcend gender, sex, anything and that song will always hit you and part of your world is that for me because it's that like call for acceptance Mm -hmm. and the fact that it was it kind of had the same uh story as somewhere over the rainbow where the producers wanted to cut it because they thought it was boring and that no one would like it and it ended up being the song that defines the movie movie. for people uh and kind of created you see you pretty much can find a part of your world like that song in every Disney movie that came out since there's Mm -hmm. always this song and it comes from a very like stage Broadway perspective of you need a song where your main character emotionally tells you all of the things that they desperately want in life. And it was something that wasn't in a lot of the earlier movies, but when they brought in guys from Broadway to write the music for a Disney film for the first time in however long, uh, that became very prominent and you find it in Aladdin and you find it in Beauty and the Beast and you find it in Moana and you find it in Frozen. It, yeah. It's a thing that is in all of these movies. Uh, pretty much every song that you guys have picked <laughs> has stemmed, yeah, have yeah. stemmed from the part of your world. So I would actually, that might be my number one, honestly, if I was doing well, the list. just spoiled his list. Yeah, well, I don't his have number one. number one is part of your world. Thanks. I really like, so you mentioned that, you know, part of your world relates to everyone. I really like that it's not gender specific. Like she's not talking about a boy. She's not talking about herself necessarily. She's not being like, who is this girl I see? You know, it's very broad. And I feel like that's why so many people can relate. It's just wanting something different. Like who are these like people? And you know, what are they doing? What are they walking on? Oh, a street 
on their feet. Yes, I want that. <laughs> so anyway, awesome. numero dos. All right, number two. Number two. Second one is going to be "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" from The Lion King. Can you feel? And that's exactly why. Go ahead. That's exactly why because it's one of those that as soon as you start hearing it, you want to start singing it. You want to get into it. I. That's one I still listen to in the car frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of those songs that is not at all age specific and it can apply at any time. And like, well, there's a lot of Disney songs like that. Yeah. But you know, that's one that I just. It's just like a. It's a smoother song for Disney, if that's the right descriptive word. You know, it's, it's John, you know? Yeah. You so. know, it's, it has this, like, relaxed vibe, and it is very, like, you know, has a, you know, can you feel the love tonight? It's, like, loving and calm and kind of serene, and it's a nice, more on, like, the meditation side of Disney, the calmer side. Yeah. But it's good. So, I love Tell that me. song, but specifically... I will jam so hard <laughs> to Jason Derulo's cover of that song on We Love Disney. <sighs> Have you heard it? No, but I've... Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Jason Can Derulo. Can we, like, listen to it right now? Yeah. JD, that's my boy. I can love Jason Derulo. Jason yeah, Derulo. I can edit it out. We can my take favorite. a pause real quick so you can... No, it. everybody listens. No, I'm just kidding. It's so incredible. <laughs> it's so it powerful. Right and it's just got, like, it just builds and builds and just, like, you're just hitting you. And it's incredible. He does such a wonderful job with it. They incorporate some of the beginning of the Lion King song in it, like the Lion King opener. And it's just so well done. He killed it. He did such a good job. I just want to see Jason Derulo in concert and have him play that song because that will explode in flames. Yes. So what did you think of JD's? <laughs> so guys, JD, wow. <laughs> this makes me want to like take a moment. It's so good, it puts right? you in that space, yeah. It's so good. His voice is just like butter. Like, I mean, <laughs> Elton John did great with the original, and oh, I love yeah. it. But Jason Derulo just adds that pop. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I just, ugh, I love that song. Yeah, it's Good raw. choice. I'm glad we could talk about it, and I'm glad you could hear Jason Derulo. Thank version. you for sharing that. That was amazing. So, Brooke, your number two? My number two, I'm very excited <laughs> about this one, um, is probably, it's not the newest Disney movie to come out, but it's one of the newer ones. It's from Moana. It is her main song. It's How Far I'll Go. Because, holy hell, what a catchy song. What a powerful song. What a relevant song. Especially for me at this point in my life. You know, y'all go through some shit. You want to be someone that, you know, has always been calling you. And sometimes you just got to go do it despite what everyone else thinks and wants you to do. So I love that song. I love Moana. It's such a beautiful movie. Just visually, it's gorgeous. The song itself, the way it's composed, the way they Lin-Manuel Miranda and all those people put this whole soundtrack together is incredible. I wish I could pick more songs from this album, from the soundtrack, from this movie to put on here because it's so good. Like Shiny, shout out to Shiny for being an incredible villain song. It's so fun and unexpected and I love it. And I know how you feel, Matt. You can just keep your opinion to yourself this time. Um, but like the I Am Moana, like reprise at the end, like that's a gorgeous song. It's so powerful. I just, I love it. I think you can't go wrong with how far I'll go. You know, you just can't. It's wonderful in every way. 
Brooke, I'm about to disappoint you. Oh my God, you haven't seen Moana. I have not seen Oh Moana. my God. How are you on this podcast? I know. <laughs> I know I've never been to Disney World, but at least I've seen Moana. <laughs> Moana is incredible. You'll love it. I saw it in theaters right before it was done playing. And like I couldn't believe it took me that long to see it. It's incredible. And honestly, as I have a Frozen line tattooed on my arm, and Moana is better than Frozen. Well, so as you just mentioned Frozen, I'll tell you in defense of my not ever seeing Moana, I did not see Frozen until about a year after it came out. Oh my gosh. But when I saw it, I was instantly in love and watched it a zillion times. It's good. It's a great movie. I will most likely do the same thing with Moana. I just like to kind of like... It's on Netflix. You have no it's excuse. It's on Netflix? Yes. Okay. I've watched it so many I canceled times. canceled cable, so we'll have to go to Netflix. Yeah. All right. I'm I mean, down. I have cable now because I want to watch, you know, Vanderpump Rules live every Monday at nine. <laughs> Netflix, Moana, no excuse. Watch it. I think you'll like it. I love it. I will watch Moana. All right. Number one. I don't need my list for this one. He doesn't even need his list. <sighs> it's You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really and You're so tarzan again was one of my favorite movies as a kid you'll be in my heart is extra special because that is one my mom used to sing to me as a kid Aww. when i was little and anytime i was upset down whatever you'll be in my heart is something she sung which made um that one definitely number one especially because like every time i watch that movie I hear that song you get a little tears and it's good moments i have a lot of feel good Good memories with that song. Um, and that's one like me and my mom will still jam out to in the car. So that's definitely I mean, probably number talk one. Talk about like Phil Collins going so hard Yo, for Phil a Collins. soundtrack. Like cool. he, he, like every song, he was like, I'm going to make this so good. <laughs> yes. So while we're on the subject of Tarzan, one of the honorable mentions is Trash in the Camp, which Matt, did you think that might have been my number one? No, I, I actually. Your other honorable mention is like one of the things that would have definitely been on my list because it is arguably the most heartbreaking song in Disney history. We'll talk about that one then. (laughs) Yes. But we can discuss the fact that you went for two Tarzan (laughs) songs when Tarzan, I feel like, is another one of the like forgotten Disney. It is, but it was one of my favorites. I so I felt like Tarzan got so much hype and so much attention. I remember like a year before it. Maybe retroactively, yeah. but I'm still, I still remember so much of it before it even came out mm. that like, I guess it's just always stuck with me so much more than maybe people who weren't as into Disney, like your kids who are, you know, a little younger, you know, coming into it. But I just remember for so long seeing on the Disney channel, how they're doing like the tree surfing technology and like the digital animation there. And I was just like, when's this movie going to come <laughs> out? So I still remember the, the happy meal toys that they did for Tarzan. Like it was like the, the little monkey toy that would like the spin one. Yeah. Like, oh my God. They do. Uh, <laughs> don't make the, me what think was about the monkey's flash. name. Was it Turk? Yeah. Turk was yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. who Rosie O'Donnell played, right? Yep. Yeah. Which one of my favorite characters in the movie. Well done, Rosie. Well done. <laughs> well done. That movie. No, it's just, again, it was one of those movies about not fitting in and, busting your ass and doing everything you can to prove that you're not only worthy of of being involved in a group but you know being able to lead a group that you necessarily don't belong to disney has a theme here yeah tell you what as we discuss these songs they i'm pretty sure shaped most of our generation 
I think so. I mean, <laughs> they've had a huge impact on me. They've had a huge impact on you and Matt. And I mean, look at all like the people our age that love Disney that are going to Disney without kids. Yeah. That's just the way to be. That's, I'm more excited I'm, to go I'm as an adult than a kid. I mean, I never, I've never gone, so I, I will only know it as an adult. Side note: We are, we are trying one day soon, listeners. We will try to do a fundraising event to send Brooke to Disney. Send me to Disney, and then come <laughs> hang out with us in Disney, and it'll be like taking a child, but I can drink and take care of myself. So, Andrew, I know you've had a glass of wine, but can you deduce what uh, what Brooke's number one song can is? Can you guess? Well, it's Pocahontas. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's my number one song, Colors of the Wind. Pocahontas is probably my all-time, no, not probably, it is my my favorite Disney movie of all time. It holds so much sentimental value. I am an outdoor girl through and through. I've always loved animals, always connected with the natural world. And to see that in front of me at age five, and it came out while I was in South Dakota seeing my family. Mm -hmm. And they still had the Indian reservations out there that you could go visit. And my mom took me out there because I was so obsessed with it. I had, before the movie came out, on the plane ride to South Dakota, I already had the Disney figurines and I was playing with them on the plane. I already had the outfits. I wore one to Mount Rushmore. (laughs) I was ready. Kindergarten, I had a blue Pocahontas book bag. Ooh. Yeah. I I think I remember what that looked like. I was dressed as Pocahontas when I was five for Halloween. I reprised that role in 2011. I was an adult Pocahontas, and I killed it. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So this movie has always been incredibly special to me. Uh, But this song in particular, I made it number one. Um, I don't think it is the most uh, amazing song Disney has ever done. It's not like the most, you know, unique or um, extravagant and intricate song. But for me, especially right now, this day and age, it holds so much social relevance. Mm -hmm. If you listen to what she's talking about, like it doesn't matter if you are white or copper skinned, like look at the world we live in and how much racial tension there is, how much discord and intolerance. And she's, you know, speaking out against all of that. And, you know, we we're suffering with the effects of climate change now. And she's Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, protecting the environment, you know, taking care of the animals and the earth around you. And I think it's such a powerful message that hit me when I was young and still holds true to today, even more so, I think. So that's my number one. I feel like on all those levels, it just can't really be beat for me. So it goes right to the top. I think that's totally understandable. I mean, that song, that movie is definitely totally one of my top five Disney movies. Probably top three. Definitely top three. And, you know, it's cool when, you know, hearing you say about all these things, how it speaks to you and mentioning, you know, about the climate change and the diversity aspect and acceptance and things like that. You know, it makes me think it's crazy how almost innovative Disney is when you think about when these movies came out and how they're still so prevalent and you know, relatable to today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of like the, you know, the magic of Disney is them always being able to, yeah, it's, it's timeless. It's super timeless. Yeah. Yeah. I have only ever seen Pocahontas once. Um, Oh God, we were just talking some shit over here. Yeah. So, so you haven't seen Pocahontas more than one time. So, so here's, it's been out since 95, Matt. We'll see. And that's, that's the thing. I was, I think being 10, 
What? As a as like a, like for me, I think I was at that age at ten where like I really liked Lion King and I had like been really into all these like male centric oh, Disney movies at that couldn't point. Couldn't have no girl coming up in. Well, here. that was the thing. Like I felt it like I I feel like ten year old. That was a good year for women yeah, though. Ten year old Matt was like I want like I saw it in theaters because my sister wanted to see it and I was just like. I remember nothing about it, but what I will say is that um, having purchased, there was a, a five CD set called Classic Disney that was a bunch of songs from all of the Disney movies that came out in like 96, 97. I've heard a bunch of the songs on the Pocahontas soundtrack for the first time in a really long time. And the melody line to the verses in Color of the Wind is probably one of the prettiest little like the strings in that song yeah, are like, beautiful. Like the those lead. verses, those verses are almost prettier than the chorus, mm-hmm. which is rare. Like usually the chorus is like the big, the big moment, but like that, like that is almost prettier than any other part in the song to me. Uh, so I will say that Pocahontas is, very high up on the like purchase and rewatch list for me right now uh, as it should be. um so uh, that will be rectified shortly but i just need to point out that that song even for someone like me who's only seen it once is still a very like powerful and pretty song it's a it's a great song it's a great movie so let's uh dive into some of the the honorable mentions Ooh, that yeah. you guys had while you guys are getting ready i'll i'll say that one of the songs that i if i had done a list uh I know that Brooke does not like Hercules, and I think Andrew and I had a conversation I do recently. Like the song "Zero to Hero," though. <laughs> uh, Andrew and I had a conversation recently about how rewatching that movie it does not hold up yeah. to to a lot of the other films from that era. Um, but I still think Meg's song "I Won't Say I'm in Love" is such a fun song. Uh, it's probably, arguably, one of my top five. Um, and I mentioned all the other ones probably because they were all on your list. Oh, nothing from um, you guys didn't have any of the Randy Newman songs from any Toy Story movies. I, that's on my honorable <laughs> mention was you have a friend in me. I was going to say you have you got a friend in me. Um, I'll go sailing no more is one that like crushes me when when Buzz realizes that he's a toy for the first time. Uh, and then I did see Welch had uh, one more honorable mention here, uh, which I'll, I'll let him say what it is, but I will say that it is uh, one of the saddest songs in Disney history, and it is a turning point for Pixar. It is the song that allowed Pixar to go into more serious adult themes in their films, in my opinion. So what was this, What was your one honorable mention? All right. So I'm guessing if it's the one, which is When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2. Who was that? Sarah McLaughlin? Sarah McLaughlin. Yes, of course. Of course that's Queen of sadness. (laughs) Queen of sadness. It's okay, Sarah. You are loved. But when she loved me was that point in Toy Story. So Toy Story is... Toy Story and The Lion King are tied as my top Disney movies. That's my one and two. Pocahontas is probably three. With that movie Toy Story, when the second one came out, I'm not always a fan of like seconds and trilogies and things like that. But that one, I will say, Toy Story 2 did justice. Toy Story 3 as well. But Toy Story 2, that song, you know, when it come on, Jesse talking about, you know, when she had her old owner and, you know, when she was loved and she was played with and she had that person and she lost that person forever. And, you know, everything that led up to that, as you learned prior to that in the movie, I think it's a really cool moment in 
you know, thinking about, you know, makes you want to reflect on life and think about all the things you've go through and the people you have in your life, the people you've lost, the people that are yet to come Mm -hmm. and, you know, really remind you to value and appreciate those things. And that's good. I mean, I don't know, but every time I hear that song, I think of every toy that I ever threw out and feel like a little horrible. I'm so sorry. I know, Brooke, you said you had something like 18 uh, honorable mentions. I've got a couple, yeah. Um, you Got a Friend of Me was on there. Uh, Shiny from Moana is on there. Um, Bare Necessities. It's so fun. I love that song. It's such a fun song. I feel like everyone knows it, even if they've never seen The Jungle Book. Everyone knows the Bare Necessities. And it's fun. And I wanted it on there. And it's a good time. <laughs> Poor Unfortunate on. Souls, also on my honorable mention list because agree. it is such a killer villain song. Um, this song I, I always call Wayfinders, but I know it's We Know the Way from Moana. And it's the um, very like Polynesian tribal song um, that Moana's ancestors sing about being voyagers. And that song is awesome to me. I love, you know, the the language switch in there. That They don't just, you know, sing in English because that's boring. I think it's powerful and fun. And I just feel really good when I listen to it. So that's an honorable mention for me. Another interesting thing I've noticed with both of your lists that probably would have been different with mine is that all of yours uh, are from animated films that you didn't pull anything from any live action films. Cause I think no, I, I would have, I would have had to have had, I don't know if they both would have made the top five, but top 10 would have had a song from bed knobs and broomsticks. I've actually uh, never seen that. It's not very good. Admit, <laughs> it's not very it. good, but there's a song called age of not believing that is gorgeous. Uh, and then nothing from Mary Poppins, which I thought about putting a Mary Poppins song on here. There's so many. There's, I really, um, love Jolly holiday. Jolly holiday is probably my favorite of like the upbeat ones mm-hmm. and feed the birds is like that. Just like soul crushing. So my fourth grade play <laughs> was feed the birds. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I love Mary Poppins. Um, Jolly Holiday is probably my favorite one. The other ones I have, um, obviously the iconic Lion King opening. Like nobody knows really how to say that. I mean, I've looked it up and I've like read the lyrics. I'm just like, no, I'm going to wing it. Yeah, I'll make my own shit up. Um, And then I don't know what the song is called. I should have looked it up because I'm, you know, lazy. But Gaston's song. Yes. Oh, well, see, I was right. <laughs> yeah. So, Gaston, I love that song. I think it's great. I loved it in the live action Disney. I was going to say live or it animated. It was so fun. Um, and I, I like Gaston, mainly because I really dislike Belle. We can get into that another time, but yeah. I really don't like her. I think Gaston is hilarious and chauvinistic. And the reason I like him is because he owns it. He doesn't deny that he's those things. He's just like, yeah, I'm the best. And I'm just like, you know what? You go, Gaston. You do your thing. Do it. So those were my honorable mentions. Just a few. I really tried to narrow, like, not put all of them on there. Yes. Yeah. My, one of my other ones that I didn't put as a top five because it is a villain song and I wanted to have the good songs as my top is it five. Be prepared. Yes, it is. It's be prepared. <laughs> you know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, be prepared for the Lion King. That one's a fun one. I, th- I I like that one. I like the visuals during that song. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really does for me, like the greens and everything. And the hyenas are fun. Yeah, in the that. hyenas are just yeah. like freaking psycho. It's that's great. That's an intense part of the movie. 
All right, everyone. Those were our lists. Uh, was your favorite song mentioned? Was it on a honorable mention list? Was it your number one? Um, if it was, if it wasn't, email us. Let us know why it's your favorite, what it means to you. And definitely let us know if we missed one that you want us to talk about. So you can email us at disneytopodcast at gmail.com. Or you can start a discussion on our Facebook group called Disneytos. And next week, we will be honoring the history of a Disney park that is celebrating its 20-year anniversary this year. So join us next week on our Disneyto podcast. <laughs>